Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets the Spirit. And in this episode of Drums and Rums podcast, we're rewinding the old VHS tape from a couple weeks ago for the Florida Rum Society's Miami Takeover. It was a great event where it was intimate enough that we've group of us finally got a chance to meet each other rather than over Zoom for the first time in a long time for some, first time meeting members of the Florida Rum Society uh, as in general. But it was great actually finally for me getting to meet a lot of these folks that I've been just fine, you know, just recently had joined the uh, Rum Society last year or so and getting a chance to actually finally meet people in person. So, so what was the Miami Rum, you know, Florida Rum Society Miami takeover? Well, what it was born from was a lot of us were going to be attending the Miami Rum Congress, which was supposed to be the same that same weekend. However, due to the Omicron uh, variant and things, cases for COVID was starting to kind of kick back around. It was announced that the Miami Rum Congress was going to reschedule to March 12th and 13th. So basically a month out. Many of us who live here in Florida and many of us who have kids, just the new dates weren't going to work for us because it was it's basically spring break here in Florida for school age kids. So, you know, you already have plans going on. A lot of people also were even traveling from other locations from out of the country or somewhere else in the U.S. So it was a decision to be made whether or not to still travel, cancel plans, or whatever. So in a recent, uh, about that time, there was a, uh, we had a, a Zoom meeting set up for the uh, the, uh, the uh, FRS. And uh, so it was trying to get a pulse and to see what was everyone's feelings about that weekend, is people rescheduling, and, and so forth. So. It was to see what who had an interest of doing something that same weekend, right? So, again, for us in Florida, it was it's very easy for us to to been able to do this because most of us live here. Uh, not everybody lives in Miami, but a lot of us live here, so obviously the travel wasn't as uh, tough as for others coming from much further away. So, it was decided, yeah, there was some interest in still keeping the uh, hotel reservations plans, airline tickets, etc. And there was enough of an interest that said, all right, let's go ahead and continue with the doing something that weekend. We still didn't know know what, but at least it was something that was going to be done in Miami. So the Miami Rum Takeover was an event put on by members or uh, really led, I guess you really want to call it that members of the Florida Rum Society, right? So our own group kind of, you want to use a football term since it was Super Bowl weekend, you know, the the ball was fumbled, and then you know the group picked it up and ran with it. And again, there's no no uh, no knock against the uh, you know the Rum Congress or whatever. They had to do what they had to do, but again, it was just something that was a great opportunity for us to still even get together. An excuse to drink rum. So the drums, one of the one of the you know a few folks there, the Drums and Rums alums, uh, episode fifty six alum Trader J. And John Gula of the co-host of the Rum Podcast, Rumcast Podcast, uh, and others had, you know, like I said, picked up the ball and pulled this event together in in just a few weeks. 
And th this takeover consisted of rum rate tastings, private cocktail events, and even some trivia. <laughs> so, you know, so again, you, you know, you ask, you may ask if you're not familiar with the Florida Rum Society or exactly you maybe, uh, maybe you're not familiar with a lot of these rum groups in general. Uh, but the, uh, the Florida Rum Society members, some of them include podcast alums who've been on this show. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, Jay was a podcast uh, guest, and as well as a few others. Um, they, they, a lot of those folks attended, you know, which is great to actually see people again in person and meet because I've already had that connection. So it was super for me to kind of, I'm newer to that group. Also, fellow uh, participants of our biggest happy hour and a half an hour uh, that we do every Friday night over on Facebook, uh, our Facebook page there, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you know, a few others that, that tune into that show. Uh, and we'll post links in the show notes for everything that we're doing on, the, uh, on, on what I just mentioned there, the Facebook group, the Facebook page, et cetera. So, so it was great just to be able to see people in person again as again this has been a big change for us over the last two years as we all know see doing things in person again right so it was really great to see everybody so those are the folks that kind of line up i think we had at least um maybe like, like 50 people 50 of the members actually joined in and signed up and again it was you know we the group is a pretty large group uh the society or the florida rum society uh but it kind of was also capped at a certain amount because Again, you know, it could have been definitely uh, a pretty large event for all of us because, like, there's, like I said, there's a lot of members in that group. So, of course, what are some of the things you need for a rum takeover? Well, rum, of course. So we had the pleasure of enjoying rums from four different companies, and some of them, the samplings aren't even out yet. So, which was really cool, right? Is being part of, you know, if you're if you're if you're new to rum, or maybe you are experienced in rum and you're, you know, you want to kind of get into some of these things where you get an opportunity to get first samplings or first trying a product. This is something cool about being part of this rum society. So, uh, so like I said, check out Florida rum society, go on Facebook, Facebook page group, or even go to Florida rum society.com, uh, find out more information. And then there's also other groups too. We'll get into that in a little bit. So everyone, again, everyone's ready to go, go have a good time, sample, hang out, you know, a lot of camaraderie and so forth. So after checking in, uh, so this was Friday and uh, the event had started Friday evening. You know, you get to the hotel. This this was held also at the Hilton Cabana Hotel, which a lot of folks already had res reservations for due to the Miami Rum Congress. So, so it was convenient enough, right? And... So what you got was you checked in uh, with, with Jay and then you get your wristbands for the different events. So there's three events, two happy hours and one tasting session uh, for Saturday. And it was as well is this really nice, you know, FRS Miami takeover rocks glass. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to have something here in a second here. Fill this glass up. So after we everyone checked in, you know, the first event of the night was at this restaurant this uh, over in Miami. So again, you had to Uber over to. Uh, over from the beach side where the hotel's at, over into back on the mainland side here in Miami. And as you know, anything in Miami is not close or take it, it's not a quick drive, right? So uh, a lot of drawbridges and so forth. Uh, but but this first event was over at Exotico. Uh, so again, I, I think I've been saying it wrong the whole weekend. I was pronouncing it or something totally different. And then I realized, oh, it's like Exotico, not 
Pistachio. I don't have no idea where the hell I got that from, but Exotico. So it makes more sense. E-S-O-T-I-C-O. That makes more sense now. So anyway, so uh, Exotico Miami is a new tropical themed bar and craft cocktail establishment located on the ground floor of a canvas. Uh, uh, I guess it's a, a condo in the heart of Miami Arts and Entertainment District. The newest venture was a was from an acclaimed restaurant operators of the Graspa Group, and Exotico Miami will offer exotic drinks conceived by Danielle Dalla Pola. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Along with contemporary tropical cuisines and uh, live music, courtesy of local artists, which it was really cool, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, it's located at 1600 Northeast First Avenue in Miami, Florida. So definitely go check it out if you're in there. If you're into rum drinks, if you're into uh, tropical, if you're into tiki, this is a place you've got to check out. It's a good little stop, right? Again, it's probably it's not the chain restaurants, and it's not definitely in a down in crazy South Beach or or whatever, but really cool place. And I've lived in Florida for a long time now. I've been down in Miami a long time. And this is the first time I actually had ever been there. So, so they have a uh, Zotico has an extensive rum collection. And if you wanted to know what they had, you just got to ask the bartender and then they'll take you behind the bar for a tour and you can see what they got, right? There's some stuff that's not cheap, but it's also some stuff that's very rare too. So what's also cool is if you're into tiki mugs and tiki collecting those, they have different, uh, very unique tiki mugs and, uh, so you can definitely buy some of these, which is actually cool, right? So uh, again, if you're in, into uh, collecting tiki uh, tiki mugs, so again, it's a pretty a pretty cool place. It's uh, definitely happening as most most things in Miami. Once the you get a little darker in nighttime, things get a little bit more crazier. Things pick up the music and things and so forth. And we were there, of course, on a Friday night. So um, and again, that was where we taped our Friday night happy hour from right from the bar. So. These guys know how to make their drinks. Again, they're cocktail cocktail specialists. So, uh, so really cool. So, so we were there. That was that was the first stop of this whole event was at the Exotico. So, the first up on the agenda was uh, for any type of rum tastings and samplings and so forth was with Plantation. So you may know Plantation. Uh, you know, for those of you who are, you know, the rum rum enthusiast, you know you've have heard of them before, or maybe you've seen them on the shelf if you're not familiar, or maybe you haven't heard of them before. So they offered pretty much everything they had at on their uh, their lineup. And uh, this tasting was hosted by uh, Guillerme Lamy, Vice President of Mason Fernand USA and his team. So really cool that, again, having people there that are high up on that uh, company to be the ones that are there, you can ask questions and so forth. So it was really cool. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about talk about him. So uh, so really, really cool to you know meet him and and, and uh, also try and sample pretty much everything they had in their arsenal. But what was really cool was they had also the latest Florida Rum Society Plantation Single Cask. Now this is a ten years Barbados Oloroso finish. So again, that's one of the things about being part of the Rum Society is they work with different companies and buy a barrel or they have some involvement with it to um, get their hands on it because they know there's there's rum enthusiasts and collectors that are going to buy 
something like that and add it into their collection. So they know, you know, the rum companies are knowing that they get a chance to pick something specific to this rum group. So this are, that's a really kind of unique, cool thing, right? A lot of these bottles, and um, I've got a, a bottle around here somewhere, but it's a, a FRS, FRS pick for that company. And again, they have quite a few of them too, which we can talk more about. But anyway, so they had brought some some of the latest uh, single cask. Also, they had, and it had yet to been released, is also the cut and dry rum. Now, this was something new. It was like a smoked coconut flavored rum, and it was it was pretty amazing. So, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and pour something here real quick. This is a Plantations, and this is just simply the pineapple run, the Stiggins. Again, that's pretty much one of the... Uh, staples of the plantation family there so just while we're chatting i'm just going to have a little sip here so so again plantation makes a lot of great stuff uh you just got to go and, and look on the other shelves that you usually go to if you're not familiar with them so that was a great evening. You know, everybody hung out for a while. You had something to eat. Craziness going on. A lot of loud music. Again, it's Miami. Things are going on. And uh, that was a great evening just to get a chance to hang out, talk to people, ask some questions, and, and get into a little bit more uh, and, and learn about their products and so forth. So really, I appreciate uh, them for coming on onto this uh, endeavor here with the uh, Florida Rum Society uh, takeover. So Saturday morning, uh, Saturday, you know, about midday, we started back over at the hotel there. And this is now where we're going to be doing our tasting events for the uh, for the weekend. We had three companies lined up that was going to provide our tastings for the uh, for the afternoon. And this is where I'm glad I paced myself Friday night. I knew it was going to be a good long afternoon of sampling lots of rum. So, so in the tasting event, first up was the company Privateer. So I uh, learned about Privateer actually from a tasting that the Florida Rum Society had set up here in Fort Lauderdale at Primo's Liquor. And uh, the owner... Andrew Cabot was there. He was talking about his products, giving out samples, and again, meeting a lot of the folks. And a lot of the folks who were part of the Florida Rum Society that are mostly based here in South Florida. And Privateer is located in Ipswich, Massachusetts. So again, this is a American rum company, right? You know, again, we have a lot that we talk about the Caribbean and other places, but they are an American rum company. The tasting with Andrew Cabot included a world premiere of the latest line of distiller drawer releases. And it would, this include this is five, five different uh, offerings that we got a chance to sample. The Queen's Share, which was four years aged. The Homeward Pots, and it's a ho Homeward, and it's a pot still, and that's aged for four years, eight months. Mirth is a new American oak, five year, one month. Nexus is aged in used rye cask with a five-year, three-month, and the Intrepid, which was also aged in a new American oak, and is a five-year, eight-months. So what I had here was the Rum the Jewels, 
And uh, this was not one that we got to try, but this is one that I actually got to sample when I went to the tasting in Primo where I first learned about Privateer. Now, again, this is an American rum company. And, uh, he, and Andrew told a pretty funny story, or I don't know if it's funny, you call it funny or interesting, I guess. So prior to him attending, coming down to Miami, they had a uh, rum tasting in Tennessee, I believe it was. And they had sat down and it was blind tasting with a bunch of bourbon guys and gals. And privateer came in one, two, three. And there was a gentleman apparently that once he found out that what he enjoyed was actually was rum, he got up and walked out. So it's interesting that some of this stuff that, you know, you, you people that are bourbon folks or whiskey, some sort of whiskey, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't, you'd be really surprising to realize that you're actually drinking rum. So anyway, so that was his, uh, his story. He got a chance. Very knowledgeable guy. Um, so it's great. You know, here's an American company, uh, like I said, so definitely check him out. I know, uh, it's definitely not one you're going to find in a very much in a, your typical ABC liquor store or, or so forth. Again, some of these ones that have to be particular, but if you can check out the FRS, website and they have a lot of links to some of the liquor stores in Florida that actually carry them or Anna also could ship them to wherever your location is. So let me go ahead and have finished my privateer. And this one here I'm having, like I said, rum the jewel. It's 113 proof. Woo. So, so after, after privateer, a new company, another company that came, but not a new company, but um, new, at least maybe new to me, right? And this is, again, this is one of the great things of going to these things, learning learning about new companies and new things that you probably would have never experienced or tried or learned about unless you're part of, you know, a group like this. So the tastings for this second uh, lineup was with Dan DeHart. And this included some of the special finished expressions. And this company is grander. So Danny Hart is the founder of the company Grander Rum. It is an independent bottler of authentic Panamanian rum. Dan was born and raised in Kentucky and had bourbon running through his veins, figured to leave speaking. And I guess if you're from Kentucky, yeah, who, who isn't uh, got a bourbon tie, right? However, one day, everything changed when he discovered a rum that he could drink like a whiskey. Neat, over ice, or in a beautiful cocktail. Right. So again, that's what a lot of people find out. They're bourbon and whiskey converts, right? When they find that right rum that they don't realize is actually is made from sugar or, a, or is rum in general, right? Sugar cane, I guess, right? Or molasses, cane juice, etc. After this eventful moment, Dan leapt into the world of rum, where he met Don Poncho. And as you know, we've talked about Don Poncho on other episodes, and especially the one with Anton Riestra from Archibala uh, Rum Company. And uh, so as you know, right, Don was born in Cuba. He made his rum. And uh, for those, again, for those who hadn't listened to don't, for hadn't heard that, check out that episode with uh, Anton and Archibala the history of uh, where Havana Club was uh, started. But anyway, so um, 
as you know, right, Don Poncho, he made his way to Panama where he opened up his own distillery and, and so forth. So the, there was a meeting between the two of them and which led to the creation of Grander Rum in 2015. Each expression of Grander is a reflection of both Dan and Don Poncho's roots, right? So while we were there doing our tastings on the Saturday afternoon, right? So there again, there was six tastings, okay? Like I said, again, you got to pace yourself when you're sampling, even though it seems like a little bit, a lot of the stuff is actually pretty high, uh, high proof. So there was uh, six tastes, six offerings uh, for the sample was a 12-year Panama, Panama rum, and they had an eight-year single barrel, and also a Florida Rum Society barrel pick, which was a toasted oak single barrel, and that was an uh, age at 11 years. Again, you see the theme here about the Florida Rum Society has had gotten their own barrels that are tied in and connected and uh, engaged with the uh, the rum companies. A rye whiskey barrel finish. They had another one called the Trophy Release. And then last to round out after drinking all that rum and ready to really blow your palate out is a is Isley Pete single barrel aged for 11 years, right? So you kind of think, well, that's, wait a minute, you know, peat. And yes, it definitely was a very peaty uh, rum, right? You probably would have thought you were drinking scotch, you know, that type of peaty scotch. It was just, you know, again. So anyway, it's, it's really interesting. You know, a lot of folks that are doing different things, different barrels, different, you know, uh, styles and different what was in the barrel previously and so forth. But it was very cool. And again, so check out Grander. They're another another company there. You're probably not going to necessarily find. You may find them in uh, ABC or Total Wine. Um, I think some some of these products here will be covered in in the. I know here in Florida, the Total Wine where where we live, they actually did have the Grander uh, in Total Wine. So, and then last was. Clarin, and this is a Haitian rum. But before we get into this, this uh, talking about Clarin, you know, instead of just sitting, like I said, drinking drinking rum, sampling rum all day, and trying to pace yourself and slow yourself down, what we did a little bit to break things up a little bit was a good old fashioned way to slow down the drinking, engage our brains with some rum trivia. So John Gula, our, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, co-host of the Rumcast podcast, he uh, he was the MC for our trivia event, and uh, I tell you what, there were some actually there was some funny and some difficult questions, uh, but you know what, everyone had fun. Plus, you know, winning some swag is always a plus too. So it was actually fun. So uh, to kind of uh, you know give some give some uh, different different things to kind of spend the time there with the rest of the folks. So. Uh, so yeah, so that was a pretty, uh, again, there's, there's some questions that I wasn't quite sure, but you know, again, I've never said I know everything. So the next session, the last session of the afternoon was with Claren and the tasting and education was with John Warren, East coast portfolio ambassador of La Maison and Valier and special guest Hebert. Barbancourt Lynch, the VP of Spirits of Hawaii and Master Blender Distiller 
brand owner uh, and the owner of Providence Rum. So that's actually, you know, was really cool to kind of hear the story. And again, I think this is kind of a, was an interesting story about, especially about Claire and, and the six different products that they had uh, had a sample. So Clarion, if you don't know, is made from the juice of locally grown wild sugarcane. And this juice is fermented using indigenous yeast strains before pot still distillation and results in a raw, funky, rustic spirit with a distinctness, distinctive grassiness. It's generally considered distinct from the rum, which is most often distilled from molasses, but is quite similar to Martinique's and Guadeloupe rum agricole, which is also distilled from sugarcane. Um, so for, for Simbo, Claren is used as one can get to experience the country's different areas, right? Usually when you drink rum, you're expecting Things like vanilla, chocolate, and spices, but with Claren, it's more of a grass, forest, mineral, vegetal notes. So again, this is some stuff. This is some of the really interesting rum. I know not everybody's probably, this takes some getting acquired to because most people are, first trying of rum is more of the molasses-based rum products. Again, you're, IE, you know, you're drinking your captains and Bacardi's and so forth. So this is definitely something that's, you don't just jump right in. You definitely have to babysit this in, right? And what's really interesting about the, the six products they had. So again, there was uh, six different uh, samples that we had. And I'll hopefully see if I can pronounce it right. Remember to pronounce it correctly. Sajus, Vavol, Casimir, Sonson. Le Rocher and Communal. And again, I probably just, you know, butchered the names. But what's interesting is all of those, those six, right? They are based off of like the little farms, the little distillers. These are all little independent little distillers in Haiti. So they all work together to get their products to there and out to the market. So this is like some still very low. Uh, I don't want to say low, I don't want to say low tech, but very much the old fashioned way, right? A donkey on a, you know, crush, you know, going around a circle and, and crushing sugar cane or cane, you know, and getting the juice and, you know, or the, as you probably remember the podcast episode with Ian Burrell, he talked about the Haitian rums where they're open, open distilling and it's picking up all the different aromas and f fragrances from nearby fruit trees or whatever and it's taking all that in and i i'll tell you I, I was jokingly saying that this could almost just be its own uh you know uh not essential oils you know it was it's just the 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 smell that it just was just amazing the the in you know when you would just inhale it not even taste it but just kind of take it in from the you know the nose part of the palate so again, I'm I'm kind of still a little new, still still quite new to the Haitian rum and definitely to a lot of the agricoles and so forth. And I was just blown away that how much that again, that just that flavoring coming in. So 
Uh, so again, like I said, it was interesting that these different, you know, uh, distillers all get to, you know, they kind of get their products, they get out to the market. And, and again, uh, each of these different families are putting those products out there. So really interesting and so forth. So, um, but you know, so after, after again, an afternoon of sampling, I don't know, I lost track, however many, maybe, you know, had more than a dozen or so different, you know, samplings of different rums. Definitely some were very high proof. We all regrouped, wrapped up to the day, and then we were getting ready to go off to our second happy hour uh, for Saturday night. And this was down at Swizzle. And this is, if you're not familiar with Swizzle, now this is over off of Collins, uh, 11... 20 Collins Avenue in Miami Beach. So it's kind of over in the South Beach area, right? Just off one street west of Ocean Boulevard. And Swizzle Rum Bar and Drinkery invokes a speakeasy feel uh, with an intimate setting, offering up sophisticated craft cocktails. And they have a rum selection of more than 150 rums. So it's amazing, right? So uh, so what was kind of interesting is I've never been there before. I guess I'm learning, again, all new things, new places in Miami, right? I don't live in Miami, but I do frequent down there, as, I, as you probably know, as I've mentioned. And this is kind of a really cool place, right? So we get there, and this is actually, Swizzle is actually located underneath the Styles Hotel. Right. So there's a hotel there and it's kind of like on the lower level of of the hotel. So you kind of almost like going down. If if you want to call it a basement, there's really no basements in Florida because our water table is really, uh, really low or high or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so you walk down there and it's almost like you walk down these stairs, walk down the next stairs. And then there's this whole little small little area room and the bar. It like I said, it looks like it's a small, very intimate, small little place. And then there's like a bookshelf that moves and then opens up into a second room. So it's a so cool, right? So there, uh, Claren was the the sponsor of the uh, the cocktails that night. So a lot of the bartenders, you know, again, these guys are pros making uh, daiquiris and and mojitos with Claren, the Claren, different Claren uh, rums that they had brought over there. So again, really cool place. Uh, they do have a food menu also. They do have some food, you know, it's actually a, you know, a small, it's a small menu, but it, you know, there's some food that you can go in there. But when we were there, they actually have a limit of how many people can go into the room. So I guess probably fire code related, but however many can go out and how many come back in. So, so if you're in Miami, check that place out. Pretty cool. Again, you gotta get there probably a little early enough to be able to get in there. Cause again, when the evening starts picking up, that's when it gets a lot busier all over the place in Miami. So where do we go from there on Saturday night? Again, we're not done yet and we're traveling. Where do we want to go? Check out other things. You know, the party's not over yet. So our next stop after Swizzle was go get something to eat or go see what else is going on. And we ended up at La Trova, or at least some of us did, you know, including myself. And uh, as I mentioned on the episode with the Miami Rum Renaissance recap, that was some place we also went to afterwards and uh, got a bite to eat and checked out some of the bartenders that were there and so forth. So in La Trova beats or less. This is a place you definitely, if you want to, if you're there in town, you want to check out, right? So this is located over on eighth street or Cali Ocho, uh, you know, however you refer to it. 
And it's located at 971 Southwest 8th Street in Miami. So again, we parked all of our cars. We stayed. We just Ubered everywhere we needed to Uber to, right? So uh, so La Trova was uh, uh, established by the world-famous Julio Cabrera and his team of Cantineros, which is translated to bartenders, barmaids. And they create an atmosphere, Cuban atmosphere, with our artisanal uh, handcrafted cocktails and uh J james beard award-winning chef michelle bernstein she lends her culinary prowess with her temporary take on cuban style dishes so it's definitely one of those immerse yourself in miami cuban culture with live music played by real trova musicians so this was definitely like i said a place and the last time i was there the band was playing especially that was a sunday night the last time i was there and again it was places jumping you know on a sunday night and they knew it was no difference especially on a saturday night so um so they recently was recognized uh as named as one of the world's 50 best bars in 2021 so that's pretty pretty uh you know you up there right and um also, you know, they get music every night. So it's definitely, like I said, it's a, it's a jumping place. Awesome. The music's going. It's, you're definitely feeling like everything's going on there. And uh, again, great food too, right? So you got to you try the Cuban food, empanadas, and, and so forth. So anyway, so yeah, so definitely checked it out again. And then after that, you know, for me speaking, yes, I'm ready to go back to, the, back to my hotel crash because it's now I've been going going at it hard all day long and enjoying and taking everything in enjoying life and so forth daiquiris daiquiri daiquiris rum samples and all so so forth so um but you know one thing also i got a chance to do that that weekend was also had met an upcoming guest on the podcast judith Dibby, and she's the owner of the netherlands rum she's a netherlands rum distiller and owner of the rummy club so this podcast was taped for next month's recognition of women's history month and will drop on March 1st. So make sure you check out the episode after this one as we're what we're talking about, the recap here, and uh, with our first one from March with Judith. So again, it was really cool. Got a chance to, you know, podcast with folks while I was down there in Miami. So what do we do, right? Where do we go from there? Again, it was an awesome event. Awesome, get a chance to get out, you know, get out of the house there, try and meet up with folks. And uh, so... Like I said, when I do these solo podcasts, you know, I usually use the format they teach you in school, you know, you know, the five W's, who, what, where, why, when, and how. And yes, how, like, how did this event get pulled off in just weeks of planning? I'll tell you how. The Florida Rum Society is a very engaged group of rum enthusiasts who enjoy hanging out with fellow members to drink rum together, some, maybe sometimes too much. Uh, share rum stories, and get the opportunity to try some rums they haven't even hit the market yet. So again, if you're really wanting to get into the into this and and uh, trying different things, learning a lot about, no, I'm 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 no different. I'm in that boat, right? So definitely, kudos to Jay, John, and everyone else for pulling this together. I know there's a lot of people behind the scenes as well that most of us didn't even see, but I you know definitely can't wait to the next event, right? Did you guys did awesome. And if you're interested in expanding your rum palette, then you should join a local rum society. Florida isn't the only one with a group. Other states like Virginia, Tennessee, and other countries as well have their own rum society. You can probably search on Facebook 
or Google, or, you know, you can send us an email or a Facebook message and we can ask our members who may know if there's a state that has a floor, a rum society in, uh, I don't know, maybe Iowa, who knows, right? So again, if you're looking, you need some help or if you're interested, or maybe if you're interested in starting one up, if there is none in your state, you know, a few other people and then kind of grow it, you know, we can definitely get the right people help you lined up and, and establish something like that. So, so again, I like, thanks again for listening to this episode. Hope this gets you interested in learning more about the rum. For those who are new to the rum world and only know things like Bacardi and Captain Morgan. And let's not forget about the Miami Rum Congress that's still being held on the weekend of March 12th and 13th. And we'll have some of our past guests uh, there as well, like Karen Hoskin from Montoya Rum and Ian Burrell, the Global Rum Ambassador. So if that's still going on. So don't, you know, don't forget that. You can still get tickets to that event if you're still here in Florida or want to travel. Again, they've got a lot of great things going on there too. Again, we just took the opportunity to have an excuse to get together, right? So again, I want to thank everybody who put this on. I'm really appreciate it and glad I got a chance to meet a lot of folks this weekend. Made a lot of, you know, connections and, you know, that's what it's all about. And you probably asked during this episode too, well, we didn't see you. I know for if you're watching this on YouTube, obviously not on the podcast, you can't see, right? In the, but we didn't see you drink any of the Clarent. Well, excellent question. I want to make sure I address that before we wrap up the podcast, because you're right. I didn't get a chance to get my hands on it for this episode to sample try while we're talking about the recap. But what you can do is actually you go over to floridarumsociety.com. You go to that homepage up at the top there. It says shop. You click on shop. You scroll down and it says rum. And then there you have a listing of a whole bunch of different countries, all the flags. That one in particular we're talking about is Haiti, right? So there's a Haitian flag. We click on Haiti. And then you have all of the different uh, Haitian rums. There's actually uh, Barbancourt as well as uh, the Clarins that we were talking about. So you can buy directly from the Florida Rum Society shop and it'll have them shipped to your house or location. And um, it's uh, so, so again, I, I, I even didn't do that, but, uh, but that's how you can do it. So you can go ahead and buy all these different rums that they, you see them hear them talk about that you can't get your hands on a local store, but you can actually buy them through the uh, shop here that has partnered with the uh, a store here locally in Florida as well. So, so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast again, this little recap episode and uh, find it kind of entertaining and interesting. And then you maybe hold, get a chance to learn a little bit more uh, or if you got any other further questions about maybe what we covered, feel free to hit me up info at drumsandrums.com, Facebook and so forth uh, as well. And, um, and just a quick, we uh, housekeeping will wrap up this episode here. And just make sure we talk about our sponsor for our biggest happy hour in a half an hour before we wrap up there. We want to thank uh, Club Tiki. Club Tiki is our sponsor for this month. Check it out. Again, it's a hard seltzer. I know we're talking about full-blown, you know, rums, distilled spirits here. But this is if you're a hard seltzer person also when you're out in the boat and you want to give it a little break. Or somebody who's maybe a white claw person. This is it. This is what you want to switch to. Is Club Tiki, rum-based, cocktail in a can, blue Hawaii, 
They have pina colada. They have a couple new flavors coming out here in the next couple months. So check it out. Use the promo code Drums and Rums, and you can get free shipping on two. When you order two, four packs or more. And uh, they're also available too if you're wanting to go and you live in Fort Lauderdale area at Primo's Liquors. They're available at Primo's Liquors as well too. But we can go, like I said, on the website and they get to you pretty quick. So use the code Drums and Rums, and you save a little bit of money on the shipping and so forth. And also, they've provided all of our giveaway for Friday's biggest happy and a half, biggest happy hour and a half an hour, which will be this Friday. We will be drawing and seeing who our top contributor is on our Facebook group and doing our giveaway there. So they've got some hats and some some uh, tiki club tiki. We've also got some uh, some stuff that we bought from the local tiki store here called Pleasure Tiki here in Tequesta, Florida. So a big appreciate them also for. Uh, contributing in there as well too but check out the facebook group if you want to learn more about our fun group we're growing growing together on drums and rums you got drummers and rummers over there learning about both and sharing information to each other which is kind of cool so anyway i think i've said enough hopefully you all have a great evening afternoon or whatever whenever you listen to this episode and i'll see you all next time again tune in for march 1st starts our National uh, Women's History Month. First episode will be with Judith Dibby. So cheers. This is Paul, where the back beats meets the spirits. If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock Toon titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum, and check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Thanks again for listening, where the backbeats meet the spirits. <laughs>